Thank you, Brother um, Brian. Good morning, friends and brethren. The theme for this month's sermon is Understanding the Word of God. And the title for my sermon is Is the Word of God Complete? Uh, have you ever wondered whether the Bible is sufficient to meet every need of human soul? Or you must look to some other source? Or one might ask, does the Bible answer all questions that Man, want you? No. The answer to this question is no. Uh, does it mean that the Bible is incomplete? Uh? Having said that, you must be aware that the Bible does address all things that man need to know. Uh? Where God thinks we need. In Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, God tells us the secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed, belong to us and our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So the Bible does address the things that we need to know. Um, <clears throat> so let us not get ourselves uh, busy uh, thinking of other questions where the Bible did not dress. Um, for example, uh, why God raised the earth round uh, instead of square? Huh? Or, or we want to know the answer um, why God only allowed life to be on earth uh, instead of the other planets. Huh? So there are many there are important things, important questions. Like, where do I come from? Huh? Or why am I here? Huh? Uh, <clears throat> why am I here? And where am I going after life? Huh? So these are the important questions uh, that matters uh, in our life. Huh? Because how we live our present life will determine where we will spend our eternity. <clears throat> when, uh, when after Jesus told his disciples that he'll be leaving them, uh, he will go to a place where they. Um, do not know. Jesus told them that he would not leave them orphanage. Huh? 
So Jesus promised them that God, the Father, will send them a helper or a comforter. Um, so what will the helper and the comforter do? Uh, in John chapter 14, as well as in John chapter 16, Jesus told them when they received the promise of the Holy Spirit, uh, this is what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Uh, in John chapter 14, verse 26, First, the Holy Spirit will teach them all things. Huh? So Jesus mentioned to them all things. Huh? It's not some of the things or uh, most of the things. But Jesus told them the Holy Spirit will teach them all things that God wants men to know. Huh? God wants men to know. And the second thing the Holy Spirit is going to do is the Holy Spirit will bring to their remembrance all things. Again, Jesus used the word all things. Huh? So, uh, the time that Jesus spent with them during his earthly ministry, huh, there are many things that Jesus taught them. Huh? Definitely, they could not remember all of them. So, when the Holy Spirit uh, came to them, uh, the Holy Spirit will bring to their remembrance all things that Jesus taught them, um, all things that God wants men to know. Uh. And in John chapter 16, verse 13, the third thing that the Holy Spirit is going to do is the Holy Spirit will guide them into all truth. Uh. Uh, so, Jesus again emphasized the Holy Spirit will guide them into all, uh, not most of the truth or some of the truth. That means it's a complete truth. Uh. What is true in John chapter 17, verse 17, the Bible tells us that the Word of God is true. Uh. So, God will guide uh, also uh, to know all the truth. Uh. And the fourth thing that the Holy Spirit is going to do is the Holy Spirit uh, will tell them things to come, uh, things to come. I mean, things which have yet to happen. Uh, uh, what's going to take place? Uh, so the Holy Spirit will reveal to them. Uh. So the Lord uh, promised to his apostle uh, was fulfilled uh, on the day of the first Pentecostal after Jesus went back to heaven. Uh, in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, uh, where God the Father poured out the Holy Spirit on the also. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, did the Holy Spirit do exactly um, what Jesus had told the apostle. Paul, one of the apostles, testified that the Holy Spirit did exactly what Jesus uh, promised them. Now, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 to verse 12, uh, uh, 
Paul wrote to the Christian in Galatia that the gospel which he preached was not from man, uh, but through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh. In other words, Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit revealed uh, uh, the, the gospel of Christ to the apostles. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, here, uh, Apostle Paul said that the apostles spoke what the Holy Spirit teaches. Uh. So what this what they thought is not through the wisdom of man. It's not their own wisdom. It's not their own idea. But they say is from the Holy Spirit. Uh. They don't learn from man, but it's directly from the Holy Spirit. Uh. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Verse 37, Apostle Paul told the Christian in Corinth that what he wrote, what he wrote in the Bible, the Bible which is in your hand, which you hope, was the commandment of the Lord. So it's an inspired word of God. It's not a commandment of man or it's not based on the um, wisdom of man. <clears throat> So in the old covenant, God spoke to the people through the prophet, uh, through the prophet. Uh. But in Hebrew chapter one, verse uh, one to two, the Bible tells us that uh, in the last days uh, we are living under the new covenant, uh, which is the last days. Uh, God speaks to us through His Son, uh, through His Son, which means God. Speak to us uh, through His Son, the Word revealed by the Holy Spirit, which is written in the Bible. <clears throat> now, let us look at the confidence of the Word of God. In Second Peter chapter one, verse three. Bible, here you read, as His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness to the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. So here the Bible tells us that um, through God divine power, uh, uh, through the Holy Spirit, God has given. That means it has already taken place. Uh, it's a past tense. Uh, has given. Uh, God has revealed. God has revealed to us uh, all things. Again, the Bible uses the word all things uh, in line with what Jesus promises. Besides, apostle, uh, uh, God revealed to us all things. Uh, not some of the things or not most of the things that pertain to life and godliness. Huh? So things pertain to life and godliness that man need to know God has already revealed to us. Huh? So these uh, include uh, 
our life on earth as we deal with fellow mankind. Uh, as we, how we should conduct ourselves. Uh, how uh, should we live among mankind? Uh, ranging from um, people who are close to us or loved ones uh, uh, to our enemy. Uh, how should we conduct ourselves when we come across kind of people? Uh, and it also tells us uh, how, what is our responsibility uh, as employer and as employee. Uh, or if you are master or if you are servant, what is your responsibility? Uh? And the Bible also covers every aspect of our life. It includes um, business ethics, uh, include life challenges that we face. When we face life challenges, how are we to handle them? How are we going to deal with them? We have many examples in the Bible. Those who are successful in overcoming challenges, those who failed, those who have been overcome by challenges. The Bible has uh, <clears throat> example of preach, uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual men, those who are faithful, those who are unfaithful. Uh, um, so the Bible covers every aspect of our life. Uh. In summary, it covers, uh, it teaches us how to live with fellow mankind and how to serve a living God and how to worship the true God. Uh. So how how can we obtain this knowledge? Uh, how can we obtain this uh, knowledge? Uh, how the knowledge is given? And the Bible tells us that it's through the knowledge of Him. Uh, it's through knowledge of God, the Father, as well as through the knowledge of God, the Son. Uh. So, um, where can we get this knowledge? Of course, we can get this knowledge from the Word of God, which is written in the Bible. So therefore, any religious doctrine or practice that is not contained in the Word of God, they are not authorized. It does not pertain to life and godliness, which God approves. But many who practice this, uh, many, even though they call themselves Christian, they practice this, uh, they think that it must be acceptable to God uh, because it seems good to them, because it seems right to them. Uh, uh, but this does not matter because in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, here the, God warned us, there is a way that seems right a man, but it ends is the way of death. Uh. So re religious leaders are uh, from denomination, they come up with their own practice, they come up with their man-made uh, rules with regard to the faith uh, in the form of manual, in the form of um, discipline, they show a uh, disbelief uh, that the Bible is complete. Uh. So God's word is complete. The Bible is a perfect guide for every situation 
uh, that we face, uh, it contains principle and guide for us to conduct, teach us how to conduct ourselves, our character. Now, let us look at the sufficiency of the word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 to 17, here it reads, And from childhood you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation, to faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So those who study the Bible, whether they are Christian or they are non-Christian, the Bible tells us that it is profitable. Huh? Profitable to make them wise. Huh? So when you hear the word of God, it generates Faith, uh, you know, faith, uh, faith come by hearing uh, in Romans chapter ten uh, seventeen. So the Bible tells us that it is profitable for those who study the word of God because it's going to make them wise unto salvation. It helps them to make wise decisions, turning from sin to please God. Um, then in chapter uh, 3 verse 16, the Bible uh, tells us all scripture, uh, that means uh, the word of God is given by the inspiration of God. Uh, in other words, God, Holy Spirit, inspired the apostle, the prophet to write. Uh, and the Bible says it is profitable for doctrine, it's profitable to teach, it's profitable to learn. Uh, uh, for reproof, it's profitable uh, for conviction, uh, it's profitable to prove, uh, um, for correction, to discipline, uh, to correct a person, and for instruction in righteousness, uh, to command men to do what is right in the sight of God, uh, not what is right in the sight of men, uh, um, that the man of God may be complete. So the Bible here says that so that the man of God may be complete. Complete here doesn't mean that the person is sinless. Huh? That he, in other words, he equips a man thoroughly to be ready to do things, to conduct himself, to be pleasing before God. Huh? To equip himself for good work. Huh? So from this verse, we understand that what else does um, one need in order to conduct his life to be pleasing before God. Uh, so therefore, the word of God is complete. The word of God is sufficient to help one to live his life to be pleasing to God. Psalm chapter 19 uh, <coughs> is written by King David. Uh, King, the, King David uh, 
King David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, wrote this Psalm 19, this statement which reflects his life experience. Uh, um, most of us are familiarized with uh, King David's life. Uh, the life challenges that he has gone through uh, is extreme. Uh, the life challenges that gone through is extreme. So, uh, he wrote uh, of everything in the book of uh, Psalm. He wrote about um, triumph. Uh, he wrote about victory. At the same time, he also wrote about his bitter uh, <coughs> discouragement. He, we know him as a man of prayer, a man who spent a lot of time talking to God uh, in prayer as well as praising God. Uh. So, <coughs> so there are times he pray, um, he spend time with God, he praise God, he glorify God. At the same time, also you can read about um how he poured out to his grief to God, how he cried out to God for relief. Uh. So we can understand the struggles that King David faced in his life, uh, the physical, the emotional, as well as the spiritual pain which he could hardly bear uh, to live. Uh. So his triumph over Goliath, uh, his triumph over Goliath and success in war made him famous, uh, made him famous. At the same time also caused him Problem, huh? uh, he, became, uh, he became an enemy of King Saul. Uh, King Saul envied him. Uh, King Saul envied him. And King Saul seek to kill him, even though he did nothing wrong. Uh, he did nothing wrong. So, um, he, King Saul has a son by the name. Uh, King, one of King Saul's son by the name Jonathan uh, is a good friend of David. Uh, is a good friend of David. Uh, he's the one who support him. He's the one who encourage him. And uh, with Jonathan, he make a covenant uh, when uh, that he will uh, King David. Uh, David will not kill or harm his family. Remember, uh, when he became king. Uh. So after King Saul, uh, even though King uh, David have an opportunity to kill King Saul, uh, opportunity to kill King Saul, uh, David did not do that. Uh, he did not do that um, because he did not want to take revenge himself. He did not want to stain his hand with somebody's blood. Huh? So he feared God. So after King Saul's death, David became the next king. He right? became the next king. So the moment he became the next king, we learn from the Bible that he suffered from horrible guilt. Huh? The guilt uh, because of Adultery, uh, 
adultery with his uh, commander wife, uh, his commander by name Uriah, huh? he have an uh, affair with his wife, huh? and indirectly he also involved uh, in getting Uriah killed. Huh? Uriah killed. So this guilt will leave with him for life, huh? will leave him for life. The moment Nadan came to him to tell him about his sin, he confessed his sin to God huh? and asked for forgiveness. Huh? So we learn that uh, man is not perfect. Men do make mistakes. Huh? So although God, for, although God forgave him, yet he had to bear the consequences of his sin. Huh? Consequences of his sin. He have all he have all, all kinds of problems in his family, huh? in his family. During his lifetime, three of his children died um, before, uh, before him. Huh? So after he died, when Solomon ascended the throne, um, uh, Solomon killed one of his own brothers. Huh? So four of his children died. Huh? And during his reign as a king, his own son wanted to dethrone him. Uh, his own son, uh, one, by the name Absalom, wanted to kill him. Uh, and because of that, his, his son was then killed by King David's people. Uh, by King David's people. So his children brought him constant grief. Uh. So when he, when, when King David wrote, this statement and this Psalm 19 definitely is a reflection of his life, uh, uh, how he, he conduct himself and live among men who are on earth. Uh, so how he deal with some, uh, someone who, who is close to him, who love him, until how he deal with someone who is his enemy, uh, who is his enemy. And his walk with God. Huh? So he came out with this psalm and he said that the law in verse 7, Psalm chapter 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, huh? um, converting the soul. The law of the Lord here means the word of God is perfect. I mean, he's saying that the word of God is complete and is able, is sufficient. To convert a soul, uh, to restore, uh, to turn back a uh, soul. Uh. Then he also said that the testimony of the Lord is sure. Again, the testimony of the Lord is referred to the word of God uh, is sure. Uh. That means God is faithful. We can trust in the word of God. Uh. God will never change. Uh. Making the wise. <clears throat> Make, making wise the simple. Uh, although the simple people uh, think that it's one who, someone who is foolish, someone who is gullible, who is easily been deceived. Of course, the Bible is not uh, telling us that the word of God deceives the heart of the simple. Uh. This is in contrast. Uh, when, the word, when the simple hear the word of God, they are moved with fear. They are moved with uh, Godliness, huh? but 
as compared to the wise which Apostle Paul mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to 23, those who have called themselves the wise of this world, uh, <coughs> they do not know God. Uh, because to them, the word of God is foolishness. Uh, the word of God is not logic. Uh, the word of God uh, <coughs> is not practical to them. Uh, so this is a contrast uh, comparison. Uh. So the simple in the heart, when you hear the word of God, they are moved with godly fear. Uh. Then in verse 8, he said, the states of the Lord, the statue of the Lord are right. Uh. Again, he said that the word of God are right. Are just. Uh. God is right. God is just. God is fair. Uh. And he said the commandment of the Lord is pure. Huh? The commandment of God is pure, is holy, is clean, huh? and is not burdensome, is enlightening the eye. Huh? Um, is men are able to receive it, men are able to practice it, is not burdening. Huh? Then in verse 9, he said the judgment of the Lord are true. And righteous all together. So David accepted the punishment, the discipline from God uh, with the hardship that he faced in his family, with the hardship that he faced in his life. Then he said that uh, the judgment of the Lord is true. The judgment of the Lord is right. He acknowledged that uh, uh, even though he faced. Uh, life challenges which is extreme uh. and in verse 11 what he say and in keeping them there is a great reward uh. in keeping them there is a great reward so we find that um david although he go through uh, this kind of life although he had committed committed sin which under uh which according to man's standard uh, a scene which is uh, very serious, yet the Bible tells us that uh, God commanded him uh, as a man after God's own heart. Uh, God's own heart. <laughs> so David's inspired statement reflects the sufficiency of God's word to meet every situation of human physical and spiritual needs. Uh, his close walk with God made him uh, commanded by God as man after God's own heart. Uh. In Jude, verse 3, here it reads, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. So, uh, here Jude wrote here that the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. So, there is no more new revelation. There is no more you think that God is going to reveal directly to man. Uh, 
revelation was completed uh, um, before the end of the first century. Uh, uh, there's no more apostle living, there's no more prophet living, so there will be no more revelation. Uh. Bible tells us that the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Once for all means it is already done. It's already completed. Uh, there's no more new revelation uh, <clears throat> of additional truth. Uh. So in Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 to 19, uh, uh, here God warned us uh, not to add or to take away from his word. Uh. So because the word of God is complete, because the word of God has been revealed to mankind and there's no more revelation, therefore God closed um, his word by warning us not to add or not to delete, uh, uh, not to take away from his word. Uh. So all that we need to know about life and godliness have been given by God, have been given by God. Uh. So the Bible is complete. The Bible is sufficient uh, uh, to thoroughly equip us to do good work. Uh. And the faith, faith was once and for all delivered to us. Uh. Therefore, we do not need new revelation. We do not need man-made rules with regards to the faith. Uh. So therefore, let us be like, having know that the word is complete, the word of God is com complete, let us be like Ezra, which mentioned in Ezra chapter 7 verse 10, let us prepare our heart to seek the law of God, the word of God. It's now, during the Bible class, I remember Brother Kevin Lee mentioned we need to fill our heart with the word of God. Huh? So let us be like the prophet Ezra who prepares his heart to seek the word of God. And not only to fill ourselves with the word of God, we must also be prepared to do it, huh? to do it as well as to teach it to others. Huh? <laughs> With that, I am a sermon. If you are not a Christian huh, and you know what you must do to be a Christian, uh, the church would like to invite you uh, to obey the truth uh, uh, and we can help you to be a Christian today. Uh. Um, with that, I shall now hand over to the song leader, Brother Sam.